All right, good evening, everyone. Uh, I apologize for the uh, long delay between podcasts, but with the holidays, it's been difficult to, to get back on schedule, but here we are. Okay, we're going to keep driving forward. Um, so we're past the initial accusation, and we're past the initial contact with CPS, and at this point, you should be recording everything with a small tape recorder. You want to get everything CPS has on tape and preferably if you get a visit from a CPS worker in your home, you probably want to videotape them as well. You want a record of everything. And I mean everything for many reasons. So you can go to the state officials in Richmond if the social worker breaks policy. Okay. So at this point in your case, CPS has probably went and found a psychologist. A psychologist whose goal is to find abuse no matter what. Because this is the way that it goes. They've been given a narrative by CPS. Specifically Sandra Glennie. She's the face of CPS. She's the engine behind it. This psychologist has been given a narrative, right, with a wink-wink and a nudge-nudge. So in other words, she's going to, or he's going to tailor the therapy to fit that narrative, which is abuse occurred. So no matter what, no matter how many times your child tells a psychologist nothing happened, they're not going to listen. They're going to go forward with therapy that assumes that abuse occurred and the questioning will be conducted that way and you're not going to have any visibility. They're not going to audio record the sessions. They're not going to videotape the sessions. When that psychologist gets up and testifies in court, it's going to be their word and they're going to be qualified as an expert witness so the word's going to carry the day. One of the biggest names... I shouldn't say biggest. Sandra Glennie likes to lean on Dr. Mary Lindahl of Marymount University. Dr. Lindahl would definitely testify that abuse occurred. She won't say it in that manner. What she will say is, I believe that the child believes what the child is saying. Did you catch that? She's not going to come out and say abuse occurred because there's no evidence for it. The only evidence is what she's drawn out of your child during therapy. So she's going to word it as the child is not suggestible. I don't think the child is suggestible. I think the child's statements are reliable, right? Which indicates to the judge well, if the child's statements are reliable and the child's not suggestible, then abuse has occurred. See, but Dr. Lindahl, she will never say that abuse has occurred because she can't. It will violate her policy, her board of ethics, her ethics, right? So you got to be aware of the word games that these guys use. 
Okay, and let me issue a warning about Dr. Mary Lindolph. She's been assigned to your case. In Loudoun County, in a case, documented in Dr. Lindahl's own handwritten notes, a child retracted eight, at least eight times that nothing happened. The child retracted claims of abuse at least eight times, unsolicited, unprompted. Didn't phase Dr. Lindahl at all. She proceeded. She proceeded as if abuse occurred and neglected to tell the court for over two years about the child's statements that abuse did not occur. <clears throat> it's simply malpractice, so be aware of that. And unfortunately, it's just not Dr. Mary Lindahl. A lot of these guys who Sandra Glennie hires, they're borderline worthless. They shouldn't even be seeing patients, okay? Their therapy is not based on scientific standards at all. So keep that in mind. The term quack should come to mind. All right. Here's a word that you and your attorney needs to be aware of. Suggestibility. Okay? And I'm going to give you a re two researchers. Dr. Maggie Brook, B-R-U-C-K, and Dr. Stephen Cici, C-I-C-I. Okay, they've written a book. It's titled Jeopardy in the Courtroom. You have to get that book. You have to read that book. They document some of the worst cases from the 80s. And they document the problems with the therapists who were involved in those cases. And what comes up is the term suggestibility. And also be aware of the term confabulation. Because in Dr. Brooks' research and Dr. Cece's research, they've proven that a child under constant questioning will make false claims. Because the child interprets it, there's this therapist, there's this police officer talking to me. When I say nothing happened, they don't believe me. But if I say something happened, they believe me and they award me, they laud me for that. And these are how false claims are made. Uh, with, ch with child suggestibility, you can go back to the McMartin case. The therapist hounded those children. They wouldn't let up until they got, I know the term you need to know, disclosure. You see, and if you and your attorney hear that, that, that word in court, disclosure, object to it. Because what the psychologist is trying to say, oh, is... Uh, the child made this very disturbing revelation of abuse, which is nothing further from the truth. The child is only repeating what the therapist wants the child to say. Okay? So when you hear the word disclosure, object to it. It's no revelation. It's no truth. And in the case of Dr. Mary Lindahl, okay, 
this ain't this is critical in the case of Dr. Mary Lindahl and Sandra Glennie they're not big fans of Dr. Maggie Brook they disagree with her work and here is their, their disagreement is based on this oh her work is conducted in a laboratory setting not a clinical setting in other words this prominent professional Maggie Brook and Dr. Cece in their mind the work is made not valid because it's not in a clinical setting but Dr. Larry, Mary Lindahl she wants you to assume and the court to assume that you can trust her work because it was made in a clinical session and there's so many problems with Dr. Mary Lindahl and Sandra Glennie Maggie Brook and Dr. Cece they submit their work for peer review Dr. Mary Lindahl you should read the latest work that her and Lisa Hunt submitted like in 2016 it's a joke I don't even think it was peer-reviewed okay so the takeaway from this podcast know the terms suggestibility confabulation and disclosure and I have to follow up and I have to keep repeating you don't know what happens in that therapy session between the therapist and your child and it's safe to assume that Sandra Glennie's therapist is going to be incompetent extremely incompetent because only a loser needs the hundred and fifty dollars an hour that the county pays only a loser right so get the notes your attorney needs to put his foot on the gas and get those notes and keep getting the notes that is the only way you're going to get visibility to what's going on in that therapeutic session and when you get those notes you do need to hire another professional to just eviscerate eviscerate the incompetent therapist that Sandra Glennie has hired all right I'm gonna so I'm gonna close this one out but remember suggestibility confabulation disclosure know those terms get the book Jeopardy in the courtroom Google the work of Dr. Maggie Brook Dr. Stephen Cece browse the website download the documents this is going to be your only defense in court there's going to be no physical evidence Dr. Lindahl and her types they know that so their testimony is all that Sandra Glennie has so she's going to bankroll her whole case on her psychologist alright well that's it for now and I will touch base with you hopefully in the next week or so